Hello and welcome to Zach's Corner, right here on Body Snatch, the official audio network of the pod people. And I am your host, of course, Zach. And with me this week, we have the stunning, the beautiful, the handsome. See, I wanted to give you some male adjectives to make you feel better. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the guy behind the pod people, the most important pod person. I know you hate that when we do it on the intro, but we have Tomas. Hi. And yes. Right. But I appreciate the description because this is an audio right. format. So. Right. Yeah. They know no idea how beautiful you no are. No one knows how, how any of us look like unless... Well, they know me. They know you, yes. Well, you're on the cover photo for the Facebook. Am I? Yeah, so it's me and you holding each other delicately. Well, there you go. I have hair in that picture, too. Think about that. There you go. Check it out and decide for yourself. That's an old photo. Zach's description is accurate. Right. But here we are. Right. I'm in your studio. Right. You got me. You got me in. We're here for a really awesome reason. Because as it sits while recording this, May 26, 2021. Yes. May not be an important date to you guys, but it is to us. Because 10 years ago, we were wee little children, and we graduated high school this date 10 years ago, if you believe it. Yeah, right. this exact day. So we took it on ourselves to have a responsibility of, we got a milestone, this landmark occasion. So what we did, a reunion move. Well, we had planned for, what, like a month, right? We're like, we're going to do this reunion episode. It's going to be awesome. For the for the pod people. Right. Well, no, no, no. We, we were going to do it for Zach's Corner. It was going to be me and you, right? No. It was going to be a special. We picked the ideal movie. We were going to do Gross Point Blank. But when we said this to Dutch, he's like, can't that be a pod people proper episode? So I was like, oh, okay. And I don't know, this is some behind-the-scenes stuff. Dutch doesn't listen, so we can give you the meat and potatoes. Well, Come if you on listen, tonight. you deserve to know. Right, exactly. If, you're, if you found us on Body Snatch without promoting it anywhere on the pod, people, yeah, you deserve this behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, the Gross Point Blank podcast, we didn't get a chance to make it yet. And so since, it wants, since Dutch wants it on the pod, people, uh, it's a general rule I have on Zach's Corner. If it's going to be a real episode, I won't fuck it up and do it on Zach's Corner. I, I've already done it a couple times. That's my bad, you know. But I try not to. We learn. Right. And so yeah. Dutch wants to do Gross Point Blank. We're going to do it. And it just so happens that uh, because we're figuring out how to do the show as we go, episode 24 is coming up soon. Like, it's the next one after we put up, uh, you know, episode 23, which is Behind the Mask. Yes. Well, we can kind of have a void because we did a watch-along episode as episode 24 and we decided we're going to make watch-alongs their own thing and not canon as far as numbered not episodes. Not an official episode. Right. They'll just be kind of fun ones sprinkled in. Yes. So since we got to redo episode 24, we decided, all right, we'll do Gross Point Blank as episode 24. So that's going to be our gushy, teary-jerking, like, you know, real diving into... The gravity that is 10 years out of high school. That's going to be like our real, like, we'll actually get, like, touching on that one, you know? Be me, Dutch, and Tomas. We went through the war together. And so we'll, we, you know, we'll reminisce. We'll have a good time. And we'll watch the stupendous John Cusack movie about a high school reunion. Because yeah, that makes sense to us. I never watched it, so this should, right. be, should be fun. Right. And here we are still today. Right. So. And so here's, right, that's the best thing. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> we'll get into that in the episode. Yeah, so we're going to – we'll dive into that on the gross point blank one. But we still, Tomas and I, wanted to commemorate the occasion. You know, we're like, fuck it, we still got to do something. It's 10 years. This is a big deal, you know? Because, uh, you know, the show is about us sharing our life with you guys, right? Because that's why you guys listen. It's the human element. You get interested and you like us for us. And you guys want to know more about us. And we want to tell you more about us, you know? Because we love you. And this whole thing's like a groovy little hippie encampment, right? We're like a community of people that are just somehow connected by a love of movies. It's great. There we go. Love it. You know, super. So we're going to give you a show. Uh, we're going to give you a reunion episode still. So we got a reunion movie in there. We searched high and low. And I got to tell you, it took some Googling and some pre-watching. But we landed on a movie. And I think it was a good movie and a good choice. I agree. So we ended up watching Slaughter High. I never heard of it. Right. Uh, which was, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't heard of it. I had seen the mask before, like the Jester mask, because, you know, like I watch a lot of horror movies and they always do like uh, on the Internet, like YouTube and stuff. You can always find like countdowns and stuff. And I've seen the mask before, like in reels of like different horror movie, like chunks and stuff, like montages. So it's an iconic mask. Something that's enough to be iconic or mentioned, you know. Right. Many years later. So I was really excited that this was the movie because I always try to hunt those down, you know. You're like, okay, cool. So we found one. So this is Slaughter High. And uh, apparently this movie took a long time to, like, get made and stuff. In so, 1986. Well, like, they started making it in 84 and then didn't get released until oh, wow. 86 in the States, right? It's a UK production, and uh, all the actors are British, which totally makes sense, because Nancy, the entire time, is not doing an American accent, no. which is hilarious. Yeah, they all have accents. Right. And uh, <laughs> really fun. And uh, this was uh, Fun Facts. I guess we just slip right into Fun Facts. This was released November 14th, uh, 1986. It had a budget of $2.1 million. And then we found out that it was a limited release, and that's why we couldn't really find the gross information. But we got on the old Wikipedia, which is, you know, hit or miss. And we, they got about 90 k in their theatrical release run, which isn't bad for 30 screens, you know? That's pretty good. It's a limited release means it wasn't just, like, broad. Right, it wasn't everywhere. Right, like, you had to, it had to be places, right? Yeah. Like Which is room. cool. Because we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's the cool part, you know. Well, I can't, because I always get in trouble when I talk about where we are geographically. But where we are geographically, we have a major movie market and we get to see movies sometimes that aren't wide released, which is great. It helps out. Like, we got to see The Irishman in theaters, which was badass. It was so cool. <laughs> anyway, right. And uh, another fun fact while we're doing the stuff about the movie, it was recently going to be called uh, April Fool's Day. But there's another movie called April Fool's Day done by Paramount, which is a bigger budget, you know, an actual American studio. So they're like, ah, we'll change the name of it. Yeah. Speaking of April Fool's Day, terrific movie. I have it on disc. I will show it to you sometime. Okay. And maybe we do April Fool's Day together on the on Zach's oh, Corner. That would be interesting. That way you can see the other movie. We can talk about this, yeah. Right. Because this movie, it p- takes place on April Fool's Day. It's, yes. It's the, our guy Marty's birthday, and they do an April Fool's Day prank on him. But we're getting ahead of here, so... I can't speak. <laughs> I bit my tongue, and so I got a thing. And so it's right next oh. to my teeth. And so I keep nicking it, and, like, I'm in an immense amount of pain. <laughs> which like, is hilarious. For professionals. Right. We got, like, an audio format, which means I have to talk. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not like we're relying on that. Right. Our directors... There's three directors, which I was hoping to find some production notes about that. But I guess they're just a directing team. Uh, so we got George Dugdale, 
the only other movie he did was Living Doll in 1990. And then his partner on Living Doll was Peter uh, Macon... Oh, sorry, Mackenzie Litton. I can't read my notes. Now, these are all British directors. It's probably why we don't know him, I guess. And then the guy who had more credits, but I still haven't seen any of his other stuff, was Mark Ezra, who did also this movie called Savage Hearts and uh, House Swap. Uh, it looks like he's more of a writer. He had eight hmm. writing credits, so hmm. maybe he's a writer. Huh. I don't know, man. Maybe UK Either guys way. knows who these guys are. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, UK listeners can tell us. Right. Yeah, blow us up on the on the Facebook, you know. Just comment on this episode. All right, you dumb twats. Here's what it is. And then we'll take care of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll be better for it. Right. Yeah, we appreciate all the feedback. You, know. you guys are great. Also, just because it's a fun little reunion episode... Why don't you guys put what year you guys graduated? That would be fun. Then we can see who's all got, like, uh, who, when, and how. That would be really fun. Yeah. I'm interested in that. I want to know more about you guys, too. It's not just, like, a one-way road, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're just bringing it all together. Right. We scare because we care. That's <laughs> <laughs> just monster thing. I'm getting delusional. Yes. And I, I'm going to say this before we start, because we're already 10 minutes in. Why not add more to your listening displeasure? I know it's a horror movie. I know. I know they've all been horror movies so far on Zach's Corner on Body Snatch, the official audio network of the pod people. I get that. I'm, I'm working on it, and I'm going to try to make June a no-horror month. That's the plan. We're going to go abstinence of horror for the entire month of June. So, it's on the look forward to. Right. Right. You know, like Shocktober is what we always do in October. It's all horror. We'll yeah. do the inverse of that. Not shock June. I don't know. We'll go. figure it out. I'll give you guys a catchy title. Yes. All right. Without further ado, I think we can get into Slaughter High. Anything you want to add? I'm, I'm ready. All right. How have you stuck with me for 10 years? And you've known me like 16 or 17 More years. Than that, so yeah. it's been even longer than yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm saying 10 years ago, you could have broken the glass and got out of here. But you chose to stay, and I don't know why. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have fun. And now we tied our business license together. So it's a whole mess. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, this is Zach's Corner, and this is Slaughter High. So we start at a high school. Did you catch the name of the high school? Doddsville High School. Doddsville High School. In and the uh, city of Doddsville, or the town. Right. And then uh, we see Marty. He's our nerdy guy. Uh, he's being led uh, to the girls' locker room by Carol. And it's implied that she's hot. I'm not saying that she's, she is hot. Right, would you say so? Like the girl he likes. Like he definitely, he definitely well, Marty definitely right. is attracted to him. <laughs> and they're walking past, and they get past his door, and then this whole camera crew pops out, and you're like, the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Not to Marty's knowledge. Right. It's like they're following them, but Marty doesn't know. Right, and then, so then Carol's trying to go into the girls' locker room, and Marty's like embarrassed. He's like, I don't want to get in trouble. And then she's like, yo, Mama wants to fuck. She doesn't say that. No one ever says that. Only I it's say implied. that. It's implied. Right? It's implied. And so then uh, they go in there. And, uh, you know, Carol's just kind of coaxing him into it. And then uh, she unbuttons her shirt a little bit, tells uh, Marty to get undressed. And she pulls his sweater off. And then we hear a knock on the door. She's like, hide in the shower, you know. And then she lets in the whole camera crew. And then they do some fake dialogue. And then she gets Marty to start to undress. Yes. She's, like, kind of messing with him, like, how do you want your water, hot or cold, right? And then she's like, I can't unhook my bra. 
And they have, like, a yeah. prop bra that they throw into the shower. Yeah, so Marty can see. Right. Get him all excited. And then Marty takes off his clothes. He puts them on the top of the shower. They steal his clothes. And they put it on the rack. Like, on the there's a railing. And then they get a car battery, and they attach it to the railing. So it's now, like, electrified. And uh, they set up the camera, and they get it in position. And Marty, he's like, who's ready for Marty? And he opens up the shower curtain and just full dick out. Like, just Marty in all his glory. <laughs> and then uh, they all start to taunt him. And they're like, hey, Marty, where's the beef? Which is an 80s reference. <laughs> yes, yes. That's right. And then they're all just making fun of him and his small dick. And then it escalates very quickly. Because they pull out a fire extinguisher and they start spraying him with it. And then one of them's poking him with a goddamn javelin, yeah. which is, like, not good. He's wrong. Right. And then Marty, he runs over to grab his clothes from the railing. But then he gets electrocuted, right? Like, he gets shot. By the car battery. Right. And then right. they drag him towards the shitter. And then they start to put him, like, in for the swirly. And they hit the water. And so he's getting swirly. And then in the meantime, the jander walks by. Pops his head and he sees all this shit going on. He goes to grab Coke. So the coach comes in. He breaks up all the shenanigans. And then uh, he tells them all, 345, you meet in the gym. Like, we're going to handle this. And then he asks Marty, he's like, how did you end up in the girls' locker room in state of undress? And then Marty goes, I got lost. And the coach throws him like a fucking, just like a sweater. And he's just like, well, you better get lost. And so Marty just covers his junk, and then he leaves. Yeah. And then they're all going to be He doesn't give him a chance to put on clothes before exiting the locker room. Right, right. It's real bad. Yeah. And then, uh, so they're all going to be in detention. And then, uh, you know, the coach is just kind of lecturing him, yelling at him. And then he realizes two of the guys are gone. And they're back with Marty. And they give him a joint. And they're like, yeah, here, smoke this. Like, you know, we're sorry about everything. And then they leave, and they're snickering. They're like, hey, here, wait till he lights that dope. And you're like, all right. <laughs> then we find out Marty, he's working in the chemistry lab, undetended, and it's a mess. <laughs> Unsupervised with right. very potent Just high fly And there's like a high flying, like it's, it's a whole thing. Yes. And, and uh, so they're all doing push-ups and stuff. Coach is like, you know, running through drills. And we see Marty. He's actually, yeah, he sparks up the doobie. Which uh, I'm all surprised. Right. And he lights it up with like a Bunsen burner that he just leaves like burning. Like, he, he likes that shit and lets it go, and this flame is hot. Like, you guys have taken science class, I'm sure, at some point. Well, it's just an open flame, really. Right, it's like this huge open flame, but it's like gas, so it's like not going down, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we see there's this big bottle of nitric acid that he's pouring into different beakers, and then he gets kind of sick from the grass, right? Like, he's going to go throw up because it's like popping and blowing up, so whatever they put in the They joint. put something in his in his Right, joint, yeah. I'm not a scientist, clearly. That's why I work at Target and I do a low-rent podcast. <laughs> and so Marty, he goes to throw up. And then we go back to the gym. And Skippy, he's the, he's the main bad guy. Yeah, he's uh, when, the leader. When they're filming, uh, Skippy is wearing a jester mask, which will come into play later. Yeah. When they first did that thing to Marty. Yeah, right, he's so he's wearing it. And so the coach is calling him a joker. He's like, ah, oh, real funny. Make me laugh, Skip. And then, uh, so he throws a rock through a window. Skippy does. He right. throws a rock through the window. And then he's just like, oh, coach, someone threw a rock. Want me to go handle it? And the coach, for whatever reason, is like, yeah, go track him down. Go get him. And so Skippy, instead, he goes into the chemistry lab, 
and then he pours some white powder into the nitric acid beaker, and then it starts to, like, bubble up. Yeah, while Marty's Marty's in the bathroom, so... Right, and then he leaves as Marty's coming back. They pass each other in the hall, and Marty's like, well, this is odd. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Marty, he gets back into the lab, and the thing explodes. Like, the, the beaker explodes, and it creates just this huge mass of fire everywhere. Like, it escalates really quick. Yeah. And uh, then he's next to the thing of nitric acid, and he's bumping into the shelf, and it hits the table, and it all splashes over him, and it, like, starts to melt his face. It's horrifying. And then we go back into the gym, and you hear a boom-boom, like an explosion happen. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. So everybody, That's escalated. Right. And everybody goes to check. And then Marty, he's pinned down by a pipe, and his face is all melted. And he tries to grab the pipe, and then he burns his hands. And, like, everyone's just kind of watching and staring. And, like, no, no one's really doing I'm anything. not trying to help him at all. Right. He's just writhing in pain, and he's screaming. And then um, then the next scene is him getting wheeled out of the room. And, like, everyone's, like, so sad and apologetic. And Carol, she leans in real close to the gurney. And she's like, I'm so sorry, Marty. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. And Marty reaches up and he starts to choke her out. And then she starts screaming. And then she wakes up and she's in bed. And it's some years later. Yeah. So reminiscing about the events. <laughs> right. And then uh, she's talking to her agent on the phone. And he wants her to do a movie she doesn't want to do because the director's weird. The script's weird. Yeah, and so the Carol agent's an weird. Actress. Right, yeah. right. And then uh, she's taking a shower, as you do. And then Susie shows up, who's one of the friends from high school. And uh, during their conversation, we found out there's a high school reunion we're all going to go to tonight. It's going to be fun. And Susie's like, I got to meet my fiance's parents, but I'll show up later. So Susie's coming, but she'll be late. Carol's going. And then the next thing we see is uh, Skippy driving his car. Uh, It's kind of a piece of shit. And then uh, the purpose of this is so we can hear on the radio that there's a huge storm coming into town. So, you know, we're going to be here all weekend long with your favorite hits. And then he's driving, and then he sees Nancy hitchhiking. And then uh, it's really funny. She makes fun of his car. She's like, are you going to be able to get this car going? He's like, of course. It always starts. On the first go. And it doesn't start because it's a piece of shit. But luckily, while he's checking out what's wrong with the engine, Frank. No, not Frank. Frank's the other guy. Joe. And Stella show up. There's a lot of names here, but the three main yeah. names here are going to be Skippy, right. Nancy, and uh, Carol. Carol. Right. But you'll hear a lot of other names, and they're all part of the same crew. They're all right. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So anyway, so Joe and Stella they show up, and then they're like, "Oh, you need a lift." And so they tow Skippy over to the reunion, and then they get there, and Carol's there, and like everybody's there. They're all commingling, and uh, the school is in disrepair. Like, I don't know in what world they're like, oh, this is definitely a reunion that's happening. Because I show up to this building, bro. I'm not doing this. Like, I'm like, this is obviously not real. Like, right? Yeah, this is not. Like, they all got invited. They don't know who they got invited by. And they don't really know what's going on. Right? Just show up at the school for the reunion. Right. It's clearly not happening. Right. And then one of the important things, too, is what we see is the cameras looking out the window, which, of course, means somebody's watching them. Right? So someone's seeing them. Someone's inside the school already waiting. Right. And so the door's locked, and then we see Frank show up on his motorcycle, and uh, Stella's super friendly. Like, super friendly. <laughs> yeah. 
And then uh, it gets dark real fast, and nobody else is showing up. And then Carol's like, let's just go back to town, reminisce there. And then Skippy and Joe, they're like, dude, we're here. Let's just go in. And so Skip and Joe, they go to find a way in. And then they all end up in the house. Oh, and this is something we got to talk about. Um, I don't know if it's just the cut of the film we had. Uh, we, we got it on Amazon Prime, right? And it was like six bucks to buy versus, you know, four bucks to rent. So we just bought it because who gives a shit? Like it's six bucks, right? And I think it's just because this is like a VHS cut of the film or whatever they cut it from. It's really dark and like the lighting's really bad. And so like a lot of the outside shots, it's like actually nighttime. They didn't do day for night or anything. Like it's, it's nighttime. So it's like pitch black during a lot of the outside stuff. So it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. So you might want to adjust the color and contrast on your TV a little bit. The brightness. Like, we did that after a little while, and it helped out a bit, but, I mean, not much. So, like, there's parts of this movie, yeah, that are really dark. So just know that going in. Maybe watch it without the lights on, you know? That way you can actually see everything. But I didn't want us to fall asleep. Because Tomas would have drawn a mustache on me. Yes. You know how I am. Yeah. Oh, you rebel, you. And, uh, yeah. They're in the school. They just... Well, yeah, because well, they're, they're looking for the, the, the thunderstorming. Like, it's starting to, you know, you can hear oh. the thunderstorm and everything. So they and just so, want to uh, get inside. Yeah, and so try and get inside so they don't get all wet. Yeah. And then, yeah, they get inside, and then uh, Skip and Joe, they scare them all. And, uh, you know, it's real fun. And they have a funny moment where Joe's wearing a hockey mask. And he's like, oh, what'd you guys think of? Was Jason? Yeah. Which is great, because uh, our, our, our friend who did the uh, music Friday the 13th, Harry uh, Manfredini, I can't say his name. But the, the same guy that did the music Friday the 13th did the music for this, and he did an impeccable job. And it's funny because throughout the film, you can, like, hear touchstones of, like, Friday the 13th, which is really funny. That's sounds familiar. Right. Like, especially, like, some of the ding, 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 like, kill moments and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're all inside, and it's dark, and then they decide, uh, let's just explore, let the storm pass. Yeah, so they go upstairs. Yeah. And they're trying to find lights to get them all on, Right. And then they end up in, like, this big room, and they get the lights on. And it's fully decorated. It's like an actual reunion. They got banners saying, welcome back. There's pictures of everybody. There's food and drink on the thing. And then, weirdly enough, there's lockers. And their names are on all the lockers. Lockers are in the classroom. Right. And they're like, well, how did these get here, right? Yeah. And so they start to open the lockers, and there's personal items that they've been missing since, like, prom night. It's like their lockers from when they were in school. Right. So there's a calculator. There's some shoes and stuff. And then they find Marty's locker. And Marty's locker has a yearbook. And they start going through the yearbook. And they're like, well, this is really fun. You know? And then, um, you know, they're talking to Skip. Because Skip joked. He's like, oh, yeah, I was totally me. Skip the main guy. And so they're kind of grilling him. They're like, did you really do this? He's like, no, I had nothing to do with this, right? He's like, you know, it must have been Marty, right? And then he does, like, a really funny story where he's like, he's like, Marty, after what we did to him, he became like crazy and he went mad and he's just in the nut house right now just crazy and waiting to escape to get his revenge on all of us and then he stands by a doorway and then he grabs the back of his own head and holds himself out of the doorway right you know he's just fuck with everybody you know and he's like it's a joke guys yeah and then uh, he's like all right let's all get drunk <laughs> like that's yes. just pretty much that's where the, they get the, to the transition yeah right and then we get some shots of the hall and then we see the silhouette of somebody in a jester outfit, like in a in a jester mask, and it's you know you hear the jingling bells and everything. It's it's really cool, and uh, then you know they're smoking dope and they're doing cocaine back in their little in their party room, 
Which is what you do. Right, as you do. It's a reunion. What yeah. else do you do? <laughs> and then uh, Nancy, she wants Skip to take her to the bathroom, and then Carol's like, I'll go with you. It's creepy. Right, and then they're kind of meandering around the halls, and then they get in the bathroom, and then uh, Skip and and Frank, they beat him downstairs, and they scare the shit out of him. Get in the bathroom. <laughs> right, and then Frank and Skip, they leave, and then the janitor, he runs into him from earlier. He runs into Skip. Right. Well, he runs into them. It isn't really. I okay. mean, I don't care. I mean, if it runs into Skip specifically, sure. Yeah, the janitor, yeah. <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm the caretaker now. Right. And then we get yeah. some exposition. School's been closed for five years, and they're going to bulldoze this shit heap in the next few months. Yeah. And so he's like, You guys go ahead and party, have fun. You know, he's like, Live it up. Take he's a like, look around. Right. And then he looks at Skip, and he's like, Just don't burn it down. Because yeah. he's the one that looked. Right. Yeah. Skip <laughs> is the one that caused right. it. Right. <laughs> and so it's pretty fun. Like, so the janitor's cool. And he's, like, walking away. And I think they give him a beer, right? Like, he has something in his hand. Yeah, they do. And he's right. quite willing to accept it. Yeah, he's a dope guy. <laughs> and then he runs into the jester who lifts him up and impales him on something on the door frame, and then nails his hand to the door. Yeah, the caretaker gets nailed. Right. To the, to the wall. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It didn't work out very well for him. Right. <laughs> and then um, we're back at the party, and then they're trying to get Ted to do this thing where he sinks a beer. And so, apparently, you stab a hole in the top of it, and then you try to chug it as everyone's counting down. Through that hole. Well, he does the beer, and then he starts to grab his stomach, and he's like, what the hell's going on? And then, you know, what happens is his stomach splits up, and his intestines come out, and eventually blow up all over Shirley's face. Everyone runs. Like, they all run downstairs, and then Shirley gets separated from the group. And then they don't notice that she's not with them until they all get downstairs. And they get to the window, but it's rigged with electricity, so they can't get the window open. All the doors around them are I'm all locked up. Trying to get out. out of the school, yeah. Right. And then uh, we see Shirley just upstairs, just calmly walking around. By she, herself. Right. She finds a bathroom, draws a bath, and she just decides that, oh, this is the moment where I need to, like, just clean up, you know, because... It's definitely not time to panic Step or anything. this bathtub that right. who knows when it was used and what right. for. Right, it's just like, all right. Randomly in this school. Exactly. And then um, downstairs, they're able, uh, well, Nancy, she grabs the window. She gets, a little, you know, she gets shocked and she passes out. But uh, the ginger guy, I totally missed his name. He's able to break through the window. And then he's like, all right, whose car am I going to go for? And Carol's like, here's my keys. My car always starts. So the ginger gets to the car. He gets in. He's starting, trying to start the car. And he won't start. And Tomas astutely says, you should always check your back seat. <laughs> and sure enough, the jester's in the back seat. And he stabs him through the chair with, like, a metal pipe. Uh, we think it might be the javelin from earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And so the ginger piece of shit's dead. And uh, <laughs> I say that with love and reverence. Uh, uh, one of our best friends from high school was a ginger piece of shit. He's our boy. So. <laughs> yes. So the jester drives away in the car. And then he drives back. Just put the headlights onto the ginger that's on the fence. So, you know, to show he's dead. Everybody freaks out again. And then they realize Shirley's dead. And Shirley's not dead. They realize Shirley's missing. So they all go to check for Shirley. And uh, Shirley, just having the time of her life in this bathtub, needs some more, more hot water. And she turns it on. And then it turns brown. And then it starts burning. She realizes it's acid. And then we get another one of these really cool silhouettes of the jester. Before he pokes his head in through, like, the little window. And it's awesome. It's great. And then Shirley is, like, viciously, like, decomposed with this acid yeah. to her skeleton. 
It's not good. Right. This is definitely an unrated cut Some of this strong movie. strong acid. Because th- this movie's pretty graphic, so I'm sure, like, the edited version's not nearly as bad. So, but the Prime one, I'm letting you know, is pretty graphic. <laughs> Just know that going in. Um, I got to have my notes here. Oh, yeah, so they go up and they, they find her body. They right? find her decomposed and by the acid. They leave Skip and Nancy downstairs because Nancy's knocked out, so Skip's got to watch her. And then uh, they all just kind of, from this point, because of the acid, they leap to go, oh, this is definitely Marty. Like, right? Like, this has got to be Marty. They kind of deduce, like, right. Marty's getting, he really is getting his revenge. Right. And then Susie, she shows up, uh, you know, she's late, and Skip's yelling out the window, go back, go back, don't go. And she can't hear it because there's thunder going on. Yeah. And this, this part of the movie is very dark, but we know just that she does get inside. Yes. <laughs> and then she's walking through the hallways. And then she vaguely sees a picture of Marty. Like, she thinks it's Marty. She's like, is that you, Marty? She gets up close, and it's just a picture. And hands rich through the picture. It was really cool. So it's like the jester. That was a cool scene. Right. The jester, he kills another one. And then uh, we see Skip and Frank. They're talking a little bit. And uh, they found, like, a lawnmower, like a riding mower. And they're like, hey, man, if we can get this thing started, we can plow through the doors and get out of here. So they get Joe, who's, like, a master mechanic, Right. And so Joe's like, I'll get this thing started, no problem, right? Like, give me an hour, I'll be done with it, right? He's like, you two go check out the girls, right? He's like, Frank, this is the funny part. Frank's like, make sure you take care of Stella. Yes. (laughs) If only he knew. Right, and so uh, then we see Stella do her best to try to fuck Frank. She's like all over his dick. She's like, come on, Frank, let's do it. Then he's like, I wouldn't do that to you or the kid, right? And then she's like, the kid's yours, Frank. This is all kind of confusing. And then Frank's like, oh, it's my kid? Okay. And so they go upstairs to just fuck, because that's fine. And then we see Joe. He's working on the lawnmower. And then the door creeps open. And then we see a shadow. We hear some footsteps. And he's like, hey, Frank, is that you? Hand me the wrench. And so they hand him the wrench. And it turns out it's the jester. It's like, oh. And then he pulls the, the lever to the, the jack on the tractor, uh, on the lawnmower. And so... Uh, Joe is just trying to have to hold the, the fucking lawnmower off of himself. And then the jester turns it on, and the blade's spinning. And then, I mean, you guys know what's going to happen. The, yeah. the, the lawnmower falls on him, and there's just blood spraying everywhere. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That blood part. Right. It's pretty bad. And then uh, we go upstairs, and Stella and Frank, they had just banged. And, uh, you know, Frank, he came fast because, you know, he's been drinking and stuff. And uh, he's, like, all embarrassed, and Stella's talking shit. She's like, aren't you going to give me more than that? And so uh, they're going for round two. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs, Skip and Carol and Nancy, they can hear everything that's happening. And Skip's like, when the, <laughs> when he says, when the cat's away, the mice will play, which is a hilarious way to say that. And then the, we're back upstairs, and we can see that the bed is rigged to a car battery. Like, it's rigged to electricity. Yes. And stairs, you know, Stella's holding onto the bed frame. While Frank's giving her a good decking, he's you know he's all raw raw into it because he's getting made fun of. We see the switch get pulled and they both get electrocuted. And like Stella's like electrocuted until like her skin like turns like black, like it's like all sweat yeah, and she, stuff. Yeah, she she got the worst because yeah. she was holding onto the rail. Right, so. she gets fried. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile downstairs, Skip and Carol are kind of just looking at each other like, "Wow, Frank's really giving it to her." <laughs> it's yeah. like really funny. Stella must have really needed that. <laughs> right, right. And then. Um, uh, Nancy, she goes to check on Joe because she wakes up and then she finds him dead and she tells the other two what's going on. Then they go upstairs and they find Stella and Frank 
And then uh, Skip, he takes it around himself. He's, like, calling out to Marty. He's like, you know, come and face me. Show yourself. He's like, you know, we're going to kick your ass, right? And then we see Marty's shadow. And then... Um, Careful what you ask. Right. They get they make their way into the gym, and Skip finds a javelin. And, uh, you know, they, they got their weapon. And they're going to they get to a room. And they're like, we're going to wait here uh, for Marty, right? We're going to wait for him to show himself. Put our backs against the wall. All we got to do is not fall asleep. This is where we're doing. It's dawn now. And this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm 28. I've never heard this about April Fool's Day. And he's like, yeah, it's April Fool's Day. By noon, you know, April Fool's Day is over. That's when it ends, right? So, you know, Marty's going to stop the killing at noon for sure, right? Like, it's all going to be over. Uh, it's dawn. We only got to wait a couple hours, right? And then, of course, they fall asleep because what else are they going to do? So they wake up. It's like 11 o'clock or so, right? And uh, Daytime. Right. Skip, he hears jingling. So he, he gets up, and uh, he goes to check the door. And uh, as he's, like, looking down the hall uh, to his left, from behind him, a hand grabs him. For real this time. So that's kind of a fun, like, nod to early. And then... Uh, she Carol wakes up next, and then uh, she wakes up Nancy, and then Carol, she wants to go look for him, and Nancy's hesitant, but then she decides to go with her anyway. And uh, this is so funny. This is just like an observation for myself. I don't know if you feel like this too, but they say it's dawn when they fall asleep, and then it's like 11. So it's what, like five or six hours happened? And to my head, I was laughing so hard because I was like, why the fuck did Marty just let him sleep? Like, he's just, like, didn't, like, do anything? Yeah. We get our answer later. We find out exactly what yes. Marty was doing with his five yes, hours. But in this moment, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, what the fuck was Marty? He, he was had his chance. playing cards or, like, yeah. fucking, like, smoking? Like, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, so we got, like, an hour left. So we think, right? And then um, we see St uh, Skip. He's getting hanged uh, by the jester. And we get this really awesome shadow effect, which is why we were really bummed about, like, the lighting in the rest of the movie, which is why I think it's just whatever they copied the edit from. I think that's where, like, the, tra the tape transfer or whatever is the problem with the darkness. Because it's really cool. We see this whole shadow on the wall behind, uh, behind Skip as he hangs. And then as Skip's dying, like, you know, it fades out. It's really cool. Yeah. It looks awesome. Like, they did a really awesome job with, like, a bunch of shadows and stuff. So that's why I wish just, like, the outside stuff wasn't so dark. Just like my one, my but, one complaint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, while Skip's being hung, uh, the rope breaks free from the wall, from whatever it was rigged to, and so ooh, maybe Skip's still alive. And then Carol and Nancy, uh, they get to the bathroom where Shirley was killed, but there's no Shirley. Then they go to find Joe. Joe's body's gone. Stella and Frank are gone. It's all cleaned up, and then we find out what Marty's been doing with his five hours. Yeah. He's getting rid of all the evidence of anything that might have happened. And actually, that. Did pretty good in five hours. Right. There's like a lot of blood, That's man. That's a lot of cleaning. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Nancy, you know, she's totally losing it. She just wants to go home. I want to go home. And then uh, while they're walking, they don't notice it, but we do. Uh, they walk right past the jester mask lying on the floor. And then we see it picked up. And so it's like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> and then they're walking through the halls and they start to hear voices. They're like, what the hell is that? And they go in a room and it's a video playing. And it's the prank that they did to Marty. And then the yearbook's out there, like, just rested there. And Nancy goes through it, and she sees her picture with a line through it. She's like, oh, my God, I'm next. And so Nancy, she runs downstairs. She gets to the front door. She gets outside. But the jester's falling behind her. Then she falls into a hole that we think is, like, a sewage hole. 
Like, it's where the sewage is drained into. And it's really gross. She's, like, this dark, black, like, thick grossness. Yeah. And she's trying to grab on the pipe to pull herself up, but it's hot. And so she's kind of burning her hands. But she's able to crawl up and get out of the pit. And then the jester does his best Santa Claus impression from Christmas Story. And he just, like, love taps her head back into the pit. It's, like, the funniest moment. Yeah. <laughs> and so then she's dead. She drowns. Right. And so then we're back inside of the school. And then With we, Carol. Right. And then, um, let me flip my page here. Yeah, she's just kind of meandering around, and then she finds the janitor's body, and then she runs into the girl's locker room. Right? Although this is the, obviously got to be the climax, right? Like, this is where he's going to get Carol, yeah. right? Like, this yeah. has to be the ending of where Carol dies, because yeah. that's the inciting incident. Like, that's where all this started, right? And then she's just in the stall, and it starts to fill with blood, and then she runs out of the girl's locker room. And you're like, wait, what? There's more movie? Like, this is the end of the movie. Yeah. So this is one of our first problems here. <laughs> And then, you know, she's just kind of looking around in the dark. And uh, at one point, she picks up a bat, which yeah. I didn't really notice. Yeah, it's a bat, yeah. And then uh, she finds Susie's body, and then she's running around more. And then uh, she runs into the picture of Marty. And then the jester, he breaks through the picture. And then Carol's able to knock him out with the bat, but then she drops it. And as she's walking up the hall, the jester comes up the hall. And he's, like, breaking lights as he's walking with the bat in hand. You know, he's, like, smacking it in his hand all menacing-like. And then uh, Carol, she finds her way downstairs, and then she's intercepted by the jester. She gets away again, and then the jester, the, the jester picks up the javelin, and then, uh, you know, Carol, she's trying to hide. They're, like, in the theater or something like that, because there's a lot of dark black curtains, so that's what I'm thinking. And then she's hiding next to a curtain, and then she gets attacked by the jester, but again, she gets away. And as she's trying to sneak away, uh, she's pulled by her legs and pulled off the stage and then um, she's able to get away again. And uh, uh, this is the great one. <laughs> she, she hides behind like a wall and she finds a hatchet. And she's as she's hiding, uh, Skip walks up. And, but she doesn't know it's Skip, so she swings at whoever's coming around the corner. And she plants the hatchet in Skip's face. And now Skip is for sure dead. <laughs> and he then, got lucky with the noose, but right. not with the hatchet. And then uh, the jester, he tries to, you know, grab her, but it doesn't work. And then they're chasing around, like, this, like, area where there's, like, windows. I think it's the top of the gym, maybe. And uh, he's trying to grab her and stuff, and she ends up throwing him through a window, and then he falls on the gym floor. And she has the javelin, and she just drops it limp wrist out of the window. Like, instead of, like, trying to impale him, like, you know, you would think I you would, would think at least so, try. Yeah. And then, so she's, like, thinking that she's in the clear, right? And then uh, Jester starts chasing her again. And then we finally make it back into the bathroom. The and girl's she, locker room. Right. And she's hiding in the shower. And then uh, Jester comes in. He rips the shower curtain down. Unmasks himself to be Marty. And then, because he's cool customer, goes, How do you want it? Hot or cold? And then he stabs her with the javelin. And then Carol's dead. And Marty got his revenge. Yes. And then he goes outside the, the girl's locker room. And he's like, that's right. Marty did it. Happy April Fool's. I fucking got all you guys. And this is where they should have ended the movie. They should have ended it right here. Great movie. I honestly think iconic instant classic if they end the movie right here. For sure. And then this is what me and Tomas were talking about. This is like an uncut version, right? So I don't know if like this is like an ending right here. And then this is like additional footage or something. 
But I'm telling you, man, end the movie right here, you have, like, a cult, like, perfect movie. Like, this is a perfect horror movie. Because I'm going to tell you what happens in the rest of this. But we get in the fucking weeds. So Marty starts to hear voices. And then he gets into, like, the big meeting room where the the uh, reunion happens. And then we just see all the bodies come up. They're, like, horrified, like, you know, ghosts and stuff. They're all taunting Marty. And he runs downstairs. He opens the front door. And it's the bodies again. And he's screaming. And he's screaming. And then he wakes up. And he's just in, like, the hospital. He's got the bandages on his face. And so it's like, oh, was Marty just dreaming all this? Like, he dreamed up his revenge? Oh, okay, that's kind of lame. Yeah, the whole time and Marty was dreaming. Right. And so then the nurse is helping him out. And then we go to a shot of the hallway with the doctor. <coughs> and there's an alarm ringing inside of Marty's room. And so then the doctor comes in, and we see the nurse working on Marty, working on Marty. The doctor gets close, and he's like, what's happening, nurse? And it turns, and it's Marty! And he stabs, right, and he stabs the doctor in the eye with a syringe. And then he looks at the camera, and he starts to peel away his face. And then we get the killer 80s soundtrack. So I guess the implication here is that Marty dreamt about his revenge, and now he's going to actually go get his revenge? I, I would like, assume so. I feel like that whole part of the movie is unnecessary. And that, that's credit. So that's the end of the movie. But I just feel like if you cut it after Marty gets his revenge, it's perfect movie, right? Like, yeah. it's great. It just I love it. Right. And it's just like, but they had to add that extra, like, 10-minute crap. Like, they didn't need it. And so they, they kind of ruined it. Like, they, they jumbled their landing. I know we talk about it all the time with horror movies, both, like, on the show and off the show. The ending is so important. Like, you have to have a good ending. And when you dismount like that and you just fuck up the ending, it's kind of disappointing. Could have been because it was uh, uncut or something, but... Well, and, okay, I mean, I don't know, because I was going to say maybe because, you know, you can't have the bad guy win, right? Yeah. But then he still wins at the end of the movie anyway. So I don't understand the whole... This whole little section. And it's so funny because I love the rest of the movie, and I feel like, you know, some of the other you know, dumb kind of cheeky things that happen are just forgivable and it's easy to pass by. Yeah. But this ending is terrible. It's really bad. Like, they, you, you compared it to 47 meters down, uncaged, right, where they just didn't know how to end the movie. And I feel like that happened here, too. It's just like, ah, come on, guys. But other than that, I really like the movie and I would recommend it. Like, you're going to have to deal with a bad ending, but I think you can overlook it. Like, it's, it's passable. Like, the rest of the movie is so much fun. The mask is so cool. The story's really good. Like, it's, it's like, a fun... Like, I get it. Like, it's a good revenge tale, right? And it's funny because it's one of those times where it's, like... You know, in horror movies, people are always trying to make you sick, right? When you empathize with the killer, right? It's like, oh, there's something wrong with you. But, like, in this movie, like, Marty's, like, the guy. Like, you know, all these other people are, like, pieces of shit. Like, they suck. So it's, like, you root for Marty and you don't have to feel bad. Because Marty's just getting revenge on all these, like, really shitty, horrible people. It's not like he's, like, you know, murdering innocent people. Like, these are, like, terrible people. Fairness, it's sometime later. We don't know how long later. Maybe they all developed into better people. But their actions throughout the night suggest they did not change at all from high school. Definitely not. So these are the same shitty people. Pretty much, yeah. Now, there's a fun version of this movie. And I know we're getting... But this is why you guys love us, right? Because we're giving you more than just the movie. Because... Fun theory. What if, and I know this movie's already made, they should do this like if they remade Slaughter High. 
what if the coach is the one that murders them 10 years later? Like, Marty actually dies from his wounds or whatever, right? And the coach is so pissed off at these kids. These damn kids are never going to learn, right? They're never going to change. What if coach is the one that, is the one that murdered him all at the end of the movie? I don't know. Just food for thought. Yeah. That is a pretty interesting one. I don't know, man. I really like this movie, though. I'm happy we found it. And I'm actually happy that, like, Gross Point Blank got moved to, like, actual pod people because they gave us an opportunity to actually find this movie because I wouldn't have searched for this movie any other reason than to look for reunion movies. So this kind of just fell into our lap. Yeah, I would have never found it. Right. Never. And I, I crossed off another iconic horror movie mask, so I'm very excited. And yeah. uh, very memorable deaths. Uh, Marty's looks so much fun. Like, Marty's really great. So, yeah. He I'm, plays the crazy guy pretty well. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, they said, and I was reading the... That's fun fact stuff. Unfortunately, the guy that played Marty, just after production, he uh, he overdosed on drugs, oh. so he died. And that's his only on-screen performance. Oh, man. So, we yeah. don't have anything else from him. No, unfortunately. But, oh, uh, yeah, I don't want to end on a downer. I don't think we heard anything about any of the other actors either. No. They're not super. They're all, well, the thing, this is a UK production, so they might be bigger in the UK. It could we be. just don't know anything yeah, about I don't, them. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of fun movie. Uh, good. Was this a good? Is this making you reminisce about high school at all? Yeah. <laughs> people getting more, like we we were cool in high school. Like you know, like so. I mean, like, I didn't get swore. I didn't get uh, swore. Right. We never got like bullied or anything. And here's the thing. Uh, Tomas and Dutch definitely could have been cooler, but they chose to hang out with me, which is awesome. <laughs> and so like we were all like so involved with each other, you know, like friend wise, like. You know, we'd see each other all week, and then we'd still hang out on the weekends. Like, you know what I mean? So we weren't worried about, you know, coolness or, you know, who was a dork or whatever. We were so, like, just worried about hanging out with each other and making each other happy. We didn't give a shit about anybody else. So we didn't have a bad time in high school. We actually had a pretty killer time in high school. Like, you know, we just stayed in our own little bubble, and everything was fine, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I feel bad for anybody that actually did get bullied like Marty. Sorry if that happened. Right, yeah. I mean, that really sucks, man. Like, I feel for you. Like, it's a bummer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll get more into some fun high school stuff, hopefully, when we do Gross Point Plank. That will be episode 24. we got to figure out Dutch's schedule, but we will get that done for you. Yeah, everybody's busy. Right, at least we know, like, we have to get it done, like, within the next couple of weeks, because that yeah. one's coming up. Because you're doing 23 soon, right? 23 is going to be put up soon. And then we're going to get an awesome new Body Snatch commercial with me, Dutch, and Tomas in it. That will be dropped on the Pod People page, so look forward to that. We will link to the Pod People Anchor page, of course, in the description of this episode. And then, of course, we will link to our Facebook. And, uh, you know, and then you can always just get on Facebook. You type in the search engine, at DTZ, the Pod People. And then you can find us right there. Comment on this, uh, on this link, like on this episode. Send us an email. Send us a direct message. Tell us what you want on Zach's Corner. Because clearly, I'm going to keep doing horror movies because I'm just kind of like in that mood. I don't know why, but I am. So I'm trying to get out of it. Please help me. They're fun to watch though, so. Rescue me from this because, you know, I don't want to just do horror movies, you know. Unless unless that's what everybody wants. True. I mean, if you guys just want more horror movies, man, I'll go straight into the weeds, man. Yeah. uh, Either way, we'll have fun. Right. And I'll try to drag Tomas along for more of these because I like having him here. I feel like I have more energy when you're here with me. When someone's... Right. You know, two people no, together. Specifically, yeah. Oh. Well, thank yeah. You. You're my guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's enough. This is 47 minutes. Why are you still listening? I'm so sorry. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, we love you. I love that you guys love this show. Like, I have so much fun with it. It's so rewarding. 
So from us, Old Fox, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you soon, man. All right. Bye.